Hello and welcome to the Idaho Reports podcast. I'm Logan Finney. Joining me this week is Jason Lance with the Idaho Housing and Finance Association to discuss some of their housing programs. Thanks for joining us, Jason. Thank you. So can you tell me generally, what is the job of the Idaho Housing and Finance Association? What, what sort of work do you guys do? In simplest terms, our mission is to expand housing opportunities and to support and promote economic development throughout the state. So that's the simple version. Um, we do that in a number of ways. Uh, we're probably best known for our home loan programs. Um, we, we work in partnership with lenders and realtors throughout the state to provide uh, home loan products, uh, loans that are a little bit lower market. Um, elsewhere, uh, we help finance and provide oversight for affordable apartment buildings. Uh, we do we administer some, administer some federal programs for federal rental assistance. We also do some economic development activities that range anywhere from small business financing to financing for large infrastructure projects to charter schools and nonprofit facilities. And so when it comes to housing specifically, how much need do you as an agency see for affordable housing across the state? Well, I don't think that it's a secret. I mean, there's, um, there's a need throughout the state for all types of housing. Um, I think that you know, those needs and those challenges are different, is as different as the different parts of the state. So yeah, there's definitely an acute need for housing. That's, um, that's an important thing. Speaking of all the regions being different, are there any particular characteristics in particular parts of the state that compound those issues? I think each different type of region has its own challenges that are, like I said, that are unique. I mean, the challenges that a resort community like in the Ketchum area would face is completely different from what, you know, more metropolitan area like Boise or the Treasure Valley would face and then you throw in you know there's an acute need for affordable housing that's safe for you know in rural areas so you know it, it's unique but um, we all face kind of the same similar challenges so in those areas all over where there's a need for affordable housing what sort of funding and financing and support options do you guys offer at IHFA you know, part of that, part of our mission is to support those affordable housing options throughout the state, regardless of where you're at in your housing journey, whether, you know, you're at risk of homelessness or you're a homeowner or, you know, whatever stage you're in, that's our mission. So we have a wide gamut of different types of programs, you know, whether it's a home loan program, all the way down to rental assistance to um, housing counseling and support for people that already own a home or people who are looking to buy a home. And one of the particular programs you guys administer is the Workforce Housing Fund gap financing that mm -hmm. was uh, created with $50 million from ARPA by the legislature. Can you talk to me about that fund specifically and um, what sort of projects it's been involved with? So the Workforce Housing Fund, the intent of that program is to supplement and enhance some existing funding tools that exist. So it does that by doing what's called, providing what's called gap financing for qualified rental developments. 
Okay. Um, are you are you able to walk me just kind of explain for me the the differences between what we'd call affordable versus workforce versus market housing? I can't. Um, I think affordable housing is kind of a broad term, um, and it's relative to you know it relies on a lot of different factors, whether it's your income or where you live or who you live with. You know that that's kind of the affordable housing piece. I think the workforce housing is a little more specific, a little more accurate. Basically, as the name implies, it's you know the intent there is housing for people who are increasingly finding it difficult to find affordable housing that are in the workforce already. And you know that could be anywhere from nurses to teachers to first responders. How much interest has the association seen in this workforce housing fund? How many applications do you get and how many projects have been approved? Well, we've uh, deployed, I can't tell you, I, I don't know exactly the number of applications that we got, but I know that you know it was a, it was a true collaborative effort between municipalities, developers, you know, other lenders and us. And, you know, the result that the, is about, is a 1,150 new affordable units in the state, new workforce units. Those, uh, those 1,150 units are spread across 11 different communities, um, rural, urban, top to bottom, and 17, you know, 17 developments in 11 different communities. It's a pretty good footprint. Yeah. This program is set up, it's described as a gap financing program. Can you just talk to, talk to me about that specifically? So gap financing is a, is a very important piece to a complicated financial puzzle that's necessary to build these types of homes, these types of housing. Um, the existing, we talked about it a little earlier, the existing financing programs, the financing tools, whether that's a federal tool like the low-income housing tax credit or whether it's just you know community investment those those can't cover the entire cost of building and operating this type of affordable development so where the workforce housing comes in is it bridges that gap between the cost and the revenue generated by rents that are a little bit lower than market rate. So when the workforce housing fund is being utilized, we've said it's it's utilized kind of in suite with some of these other tax credits. Can you kind of run me through those one more time? You know, there's a there's a complicated stack of funding. You know, there's private investment, there's workforce housing fund, there's community investment, all those all those funding mechanisms stack up and the gap, the workforce housing fund, steps in again to fill that gap between what the affordable rents can support and then the cost of building and operating a development for the long term. Did I answer your question? Um, <laughs> yes, and I'll, I'll ask it a different way. The low income tax credit and kind of these other tools, what are those intended to? address if it's not specifically workforce? Are, th are they meant to address just affordability it, more broadly it's a, or it's a, specific demographics? There, you know, there's a multitude of different 
of the, uh, different financing tools out there. You know, the, probably the most common, the most well-known, and be honest, the most successful is the low-income housing tax credit program. And that's generally, that's generally aimed at 60% of AMI or less. So it's people who are in the workforce, they earn 60% of AMI or less. Um, that's a simple explanation. But there are other tools like the federal home, it's called the home grant program. There's the National Housing Trust Fund. There's investment from Idaho Housing. We kind of put all those in one, for lack of a better term, we call it the Build Idaho Fund as a way to is a way to talk about all of those funding sources, but depending, they all have their different requirements and different, different compliance, different, different rules for each of them. But that's part of where we fit in is to make sure that we're utilizing those in the best way possible and helping other people understand them. How complicated does that get, managing all those different programs? more complicated than I can handle, but we have an excellent, excellent group of people that have spent their entire career doing these types of things, so that are very good at, very good at this. I certainly couldn't do it, I'm just the comms guy. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything else about IHFA that you think our audience should be aware of as they're living their lives out in Idaho? I would say just in general, um, again, it goes back to our mission. You know, we're here to support housing for all people in Idaho. So we have, you know, we're not just the big, that's part of what we do is the financial side of, you know, and we also do the home loans, but we also have things like uh, home buyer education, housing counseling. So if you have a question, you can, always, you know, you can call one of our housing counselors and they can intervene and help you out. Um, we just have a wide range of programs that, that are meant to support everybody wherever they are. Jason Lands, Marketing and Communications Director with the Idaho Housing and Finance Association. Thanks for joining us this Thank week. Thank you. Happy to be here. Presentation of Idaho Reports on Idaho Public Television is made possible through the generous support of the Laura Moore Cunningham Foundation, committed to fulfilling the Moore and Bettis family legacy of building the great state of Idaho. By the Friends of Idaho Public Television and by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. Hi, I'm Marcia Franklin, the producer and host of Dialogue. For more than 25 years, we've been bringing you conversations that matter. More than 150 of those conversations are with writers. And now you can take them with you wherever you go. While you're walking, around the house, or in the car. Just search for Dialogue with Marsha Franklin on Apple Podcasts and other podcast platforms. And remember to subscribe so that new shows download automatically. Enjoy.